What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams, and I am here, as always, with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you, man? Uh, as we've been discussing, tired. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Long day, longer day tomorrow, so. Yes. Ready for football, though. I'll be happy to get home and watch a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, it it is it will be a football game. That is for sure. We're not sure Actually, what kind of football game. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, we are. This is going to be kind of a, a little bit of a shorter episode. Um, there will be some games this week that we kind of just make our picks and and move through. Um, we haven't quite done that yet this year, but there are a few games that there's not a whole lot to talk about, guys. There are some some rough games on this slate, but we're gonna uh, get through a lot of the fun ones. But first, we need to talk about the Frank Reich situation. Uh, Frank Reich was fired from the Indianapolis Colts despite having a winning record uh, during his tenure there. I think he was 40 and 33 is what I saw. Um, And they hired Jeff Saturday instead of an internal candidate, which was uh, a very strange thing. The press conference was pretty strange. I don't know if you caught any of that, Randy. Uh, What what do you think of all this? Obviously, like Reich didn't deserve to get fired, but it seemed like it was coming, right? Yeah, I, I think it's a bit of a scapegoat firing as well. Of like, he's—it's not like he's a bad coach by any means, but they understand that something needs to be done here, and it seems like they're going to keep Ballard and let him have one more shot at this as well. So, I don't know. In my opinion, I think you could have kept him and had one more shot, but maybe they, you'd think they'd have to be eyeing someone uh, to come in at that point. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. And Chip Saturday coming in, obviously, like. A, a great football mind, just not really coaching experience. Like when this hire was put together, I was like, oh, he's probably been, you know, an O-line coach or something in his college or no, he's been a high school coach. And, you know, and even, you know, at that, like you can be good in high school. It's just, you can be a good coach and still not have a great record in high school. So <laughs> it's just how yeah. it is. It's very dependent uh, on the caliber of athletes you have and, if you're if they can understand your playbook. So we'll see how it goes at this level. I know he's not calling plays, but at least this way, like he can get some experience. Um, I think this says a lot of just how Jim Irsay views him uh, and views him as like a, a leader of, you know, of a team than anything else. Uh, because obviously he's not going to be, you know, in line for really even an interview, I'm sure for this head coaching job past this interim phase, but it at least, you know, it at least gets that part out of the way because there were two former head coaches on the staff that could have been the interim coaches. But, you know, as we've seen from the past, then they're going to have to get an interview and there's a good chance they stick around because the team rallies around them. Uh, you know, as we saw with the Raiders this last cycle where a lot of people thought they were going to just keep the guy and then they went with McDaniels and, well, mm. 
Yeah. You'll see when we skip that game later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But I, I do think Saturday, at least instinctually and you know, knowing the game and knowing how to call plays and when to do it, I think he is still better than people are giving him credit for. But we'll see how it goes. This is a shit show. I mean, plain and simple. And it is. maybe the best thing for him is if he can get this line whipped into shape and get Jonathan Taylor jump started, then I think he's going to be given opportunities down the road to be a coach in the NFL. Not a head coach yet, but a coach. Yeah, maybe. Ursay kind of alluded to the fact that he is technically trying out for a hit like them next year. And I think Saturday wants this opportunity and wants – ideally to just keep this head coaching job with the Colts. And so if they are able to string we'll a few wins together, I just, I don't see a path forward for them to do that. Um, not with Sam Ellinger at quarterback. I don't think he's very good. Um, I don't think Matt Ryan's very good. I think Nick Foles, obviously we know what Nick Foles is. He's probably their best chance to win, but at this point too, there may be a, a long-term plan where the Colts say, well, we kind of need to go get a quarterback. And so we need to lose more games. Um, so on the other, on the flip side of that, Jeff Saturday is trying to win games because he's trying to, you know, get a coaching job. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's just, and I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays out this week and, um, um what, well, I'm excited. I I'm, I'm curious, I guess, or intrigued by the situation. No, just for the fact that they could come out swinging. That's why I'm not excited to see it because they do play the Rangers. So, oh yeah, uh, fair enough. I, I'm I'm hoping that this is a very poor decision uh, for at least this week. <laughs> we can yeah. move on. Yeah, that's fair. All right, we promised last week that we would do a fantasy football team check-in uh, for each of us. We broke it down into different categories. Um, Randy, you go well, first, yeah, and I'll come back around. Yeah, and, and for that, I mean, we, at this point, and tiring as it is, we play in so many different kinds at this point uh it, even dynasty like we just combined all the different types of dynasty we're in uh whether that be contract uh, re, uh just normal best ball and then you know everything in between superflex and whatever have you uh but for for me for redraft i'm doing really well uh 32 and 13 so 71 percent one percentage worst record six and three so doing well there, uh, and then I'm 500 in Dynasty right now, with the worst record being four and five, and that's you know an injury laden team. But uh, you know we'll see how it goes. But there is two games against the or two leagues in there against the league median, uh, where I'm not. I think I'm seven and eleven in the one, and then six and twelve in the 32 team IDP Twitter league. I, that that team's it, it. If it's healthy, it's really good. <laughs> I have. I in that 32 team league, I have had at least five or six people injured or on the IR for the last six weeks. At least it's been rough. Uh, <laughs> but past then, Devi, uh, 12 and six in the NFL side, five and five on the college side. It's just what it is. I'm not even quite sure those scores right, by the way, but we'll get on that some different times. Scott Fishbowl, uh, five and four game record, but seven eleven against the median in total. Uh, all twenty two, which is a new league, and it's very fun. Uh, but not having the app is it definitely uh, 
I forgot to set my lineups this week. So yeah, it hurts. It definitely hurts. <clears throat> and yeah, because uh, you know, once it's Friday at four, I don't look at it until yep. you know Monday when I get back in the office because uh, that's all it's up at. So it's just tough. But five and four in there. Uh, so middle of the pack, top half, I believe, right now, like fourth or fifth. Uh, so not bad. But overall, one hundred six and eighty four for just under fifty six percent. Uh, obviously weighed down heavily uh, by those <laughs> by those couple dynasty teams. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I'm I'm the opposite this year. Um, I'm so I'm one of 105 and 57 in dynasty leagues. And I want to say that first because that's the only good thing that I'm about to say. Um, I I've been and so I kind of combined dynasty with the the NFL side of the Debbie leagues. Um, yeah. and so those you're, you're are incorporated in there. in there. Yeah. So, right. And so, uh, yeah, 64.8% win percentage in dynasty, which I am thrilled at. I go into every season and I hope to have an overall win percentage of 600, like winning 60% of my matchups. Obviously I want to win all of them, but 600 has been like my good years. I, I sit at 600. That's a pretty good target. Uh, so in dynasty I'm hitting that and then nowhere else I am. Uh, redraft 11 and 21. I think you're right though. I don't think that that number adds up, um, correctly. Cause I mean, we're what nine weeks in, I think I'm in three yeah. redraft leagues. So, uh, this is kind of wrong, I think, but either way under 40% win percentage, uh, <clears throat> not ideal 11 and 21 there, uh, college side, I'm 18 and 22. This includes a college, uh, dynasty. So college fantasy, but dynasty. So you go only keep the players for four years. It's a crazy league. Um, not doing so hot in that. And then just your traditional like campus to Canton hybrid leagues. Uh, I'm 18 and 22 for 45% win percentage. Scott Fishbowl, I'm terrible in. Um, three and 15. Don't want to talk about it. All 22, I'm four and five. Uh, and I pulled out a win late on Monday night this last week. I, I already had it plugged in here is three and six and then i came back <laughs> yet yesterday and found that i actually won so yeah overall, you gotta I'm, wait on that because that that league is literally tuesday afternoon you know if you won there's no well, well <laughs> and not only that pff also changes their grading um they've yeah. done it a lot this year especially with the jets for some reason i've seen it three separate times and so that's changing the outcomes of these games now which i think is a fatal flaw in in mm-hmm. the product i i didn't know pff changed their grades after the fact after they post them because i don't think they ever have until this year and of course it happens to be the year that we've got fantasy scores tied to those so whatever it's um, not great. yeah yeah it's not uh overall i'm 161 and 131 i know that number is accurate i think i typed in the redraft thing inaccurately and it i just think I separated seem... out my best ball separate from the rest of this too yeah, I was gonna reason. say it doesn't seem uh, thirty-two doesn't seem accurate. <laughs> well, it's got to be at least thirty-six. Games. It's got to be at least thirty-six because well, yeah, no, it's got to be at least twenty-seven. So maybe one of my leagues has the median, but even then, no, that's so wrong. even then it, it doesn't make sense. So that that is wrong. But either way, I'm bad in redraft this year. So anyone asking me questions about redraft, um, 
I do my best. Send them you know? me instead. No, here's <laughs> the thing though. With my redraft teams, I've learned I'm in way too many leagues. Clearly, based on my 161 and 131 record, uh, I have I'm in 25 leagues, I believe. Um, and I know people are in like 80 leagues, 90 leagues, whatever. I don't comprehend because I can't keep up with waivers in my redraft leagues, but I do still do the work and you know try to bring good advice here. Uh, but I'm at 55% on the year like Randy. So we're kind of performing in a similar way. You're just a little better by uh, six tenths of a percentage point. So, yeah, it's, it's all right. Uh, yeah. And most of my, I'm sure you're the same. And most people are saying most of my underperforming teams have been, you know, injury laden or yeah. the, the OG dynasty, man. It's just, uh, I have Doug games. Good Lord. Anyone on that team is, do it for Doug Gabe every week. So yeah, yeah, that's that's my favorite team still. That's the first mm. one I check every week because um, I feel like I still uh, have a shot. Yeah, <laughs> see, I check it excitingly. Except I'm I'm potentially losing Josh Allen this week, so we're in trouble there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that'll do. So yeah, I mean, we'll we'll update you guys at the end of the season too. But this was kind of like yeah. the midseason check, and um, I will say, I believe. Uh, excluding Scott Fishbowl, I am in the playoffs for every league or you know, like half a game out or something. So, yeah, I'm that's that's my main thing in Dynasty. I'm only yeah. not in a playoff position in three, and in two of them, I am a, a game out. So, or tires, you know, and that's right. like last year, I made it. We I made it in the playoffs in every league, and I think you made it in all but like one or two. Uh, yeah, we were in more. Yeah. leagues last year or different well different leagues together last year so yeah. yeah for sure all right let's get into the week 10 preview uh this week the bye week cincinnati bengals new york jets new england patriots and baltimore ravens uh which you know they kind of again every week we're gonna have some massive fantasy performers that are on by this week we're kind of saved i think lamar is the one um garrett wilson i guess you could say and then the uh, bengals like mixon he was gonna say mixon after last week uh, yeah yeah mixon for sure but um even that you know t higgins tyler boyd like joe burrow it's fine compared to some of these other bye weeks especially last week but uh so yeah you're missing those teams the thursday night football matchup this week though atlanta falcons three-point favorites against the panthers uh over under is 43 and a half these two teams played before it was a shootout. Uh, everything has changed since then on the uh, Panther side. Uh, PJ Walker is going to start in this game again, despite getting pulled for Baker Mayfield who should have started last week anyway, because he's a Bengals killer and he looked like it in garbage time. And it would have yep. been a smart move to just let Baker cook the Bengals. Cause that's what he does. That's literally all he does anymore. That's his um, best matchup, but I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, a little bit more, uh, Baker Mayfield in this game. AJ Terrell has been ruled out. Um, last week, Cordero Patterson got back into the mix. Uh, 13 carries, 44 yards, two touchdowns, a catch for nine yards. Uh, Kyle Pitts had seven targets. It doesn't matter because Marcus Mariota is not good. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, completion percentage, whatever. Arthur Smith is a brilliant play designer, but he needs to make a move at quarterback if this team actually wants to compete for the division and they are right in the mix both of these teams are the whole nfc south is i don't care about this game much i'm gonna probably be working on content while watching it 
I think the Falcons win, and I think we hit the over. Yeah, I'll do the same. Falcons and over. I I, I want to pick the under because it's Thursday and both these teams suck. But with how I mean, I think it was like what forty five, forty two last game and overtime. I feel yeah. like you have to pick the over to be respectful of the last game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, anything else on this game, Randy? Yeah. Uh, just are you are you playing Algier? That's I. He had you know almost 100 yards and a catch for 24, but um, you know it was a little bit ease in for Patterson. That I mean you're playing Patterson at this point because he's their goal line back, which makes no sense. But uh, no, it doesn't make any sense. Um, you know I don't. I I think. I think you're going to have better options than Tyler Algier, but I wouldn't hate starting him in the flex, I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And same game, I'm playing uh, down to Foreman again. Uh, Full send it, uh, 100%. I think Chuba does mix in, but Foreman doesn't play third downs anyway, so it doesn't change anything. DJ Moore, full send again. They got no one that can cover him. If they just hit him, it's fine. That's just the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, regarding Algier, I'm trying to pull up a stat really quickly, but it's not loading. Um, Algier, without being the goal back, that's where I get really nervous about him because he's not going to get involved in, exactly. in the passing game. So, you know, in, in this game alone, I would play Patterson and Foreman. So I guess, no, I, I would not play Algier. I'll, I'll walk that yeah. back already. He, he's their explosive back. I just don't. You can't trust it uh, as of right now, unfortunately. No, no definitely right. not. Off to Germany. Uh, yeah, off to Germany. The Sunday morning game. The Seahawks are playing the Buccaneers. Uh, the Bucks are two point favorites in this game. The over under is forty four. I'm, you know, the line started a little higher than this, so people must be betting the Seahawks. Um, I believe it opened at six points for the Bucks, which. In watching these two teams play, when you look at the talent, sure. But in watching these two teams play over the first nine weeks of the season, I would say the Seahawks should be favored. It's not really a home game, although I think there will be more Brady faithful uh, in Germany than there will be Gino faithful. Um, Gino played okay last week, uh, 26-34, 275. Two touchdowns and a bad pick sixth from Zayvon Collins, which it was a really good play. Uh, added 38 yards on the ground on six carries. Um, Ken Walker was really good, 26 carries, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. He looks like he's a dynasty RB1 and probably a rest-of-season RB1 for redraft as well. I feel like everyone's kind of there, but if you have some league mates that maybe aren't fully there yet on that, I think this is a really, really good trade candidate uh, if you're looking for a a deep playoff run here. Um, No offense has been really, really good over the last few weeks. Five catches, 96 yards. Uh, both Lockett and DK had fantasy-relevant weeks. So Geno Smith is really propping up this Seahawks offense. On the other side of things, um, the, the Bucks offense is broken. Leonard Fournette looks really bad. He can really only get going in the passing game, and even then he's not super efficient. There have been rumors that Rashawn White's going to take over the backfield, but he hasn't even really – he's looked better than Lenny, I would argue, when he's out there. Um, but he hasn't really looked that good. It's just some of the run game is designed. Some of it is just offensive line performance. It hasn't been good. Uh, Brady, 36 of 58, 280 yards and a touchdown. Kate Otten scored a uh, game-winning touchdown 
yep. five five catches, sixty eight yards on a touchdown. He looks like uh, you know, talking about dynasty value. Eh, he might. I don't know what happens after Brady retires, but I think he looks like the the tight end of the future for sure for them. Uh, which yep. we were both high on him pre-draft, so I, I feel pretty good about that. I just don't have any shares, so I'm pretty upset about it. Yeah, I think he's starting to grow into the role a bit better now as well, and uh, which is you know big for a rookie tight end to really do anything. <laughs> so yeah. for him to start to grow into a role, and I, again, Brady's throwing almost 60 times. Someone's going to catch the damn ball, uh, <laughs> but well, he's still doing well. Yeah, and that's I wanted to highlight. You know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both had double digit targets and still ended up with very mediocre fantasy lines because this offense is not doing well. Um, yeah. it, it just it, it, I would argue that a lot of it's on Evans and Godwin too. I mean, they Evans caught five of 11 targets and Godwin caught seven of 10, which is unlike Godwin and unlike Mike Evans um, to catch less than 50% of your targets. So, yeah, and, and Godwin, you know, obviously he was banged up, but no touchdowns on the year, barely any red zone targets at all. So he's really needs to step it up <laughs> to yeah. be a you know a real startable asset. I know the targets are there, but there's so many other places the targets are happening. So if he's going to continue to give you just ten points um, for what you paid for, I think he's a trade away candidate for sure. I do yeah. think that this. Bucks offense can start to ignite slightly. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady want to know since the divorce. I think that continues in Germany, uh, and That's I fair. think they I think they really squeak out a win, uh, mainly because I I'm just hoping that more Bucks defenders are back and playing, and yeah. that's really been you know just killing them. But if yeah. they can control the game like they did this last week, uh, I think they can really throttle down this run game of the Seahawks, hopefully, and that'll be the determining factor. But in that case, I got to go the under. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go in the opposite way. So Seahawks and over, um, because I, I think Gino's going to cook a little bit here. Uh, I think Gino's going to cook. So, um, Okay, next game that we're going to talk about, Browns at Dolphins. Dolphins are four-point favorites coming off there. Massive win against the Bears and uh, the craziest shootout of of the season thus far, in my opinion. Now there have been a few crazy shootouts this year. Uh, oh, over under cool. in this one, yeah, right. Over under is forty eight and a half in this game. Uh, the Browns are coming off a bye, uh, big Monday Night Football uh, win against the Bengals. They kind of dominated that game, which was shocking to me in the moment. Um, and Dolphins. <laughs> You wrote in here they survived Justin Fields, and that's exactly what they did. <laughs> <You're> uh, <right. laughs> and and Mike McDaniel kind of admitted that he's like, yeah, they they adjusted in ways that we thought they were going to, uh, but we didn't expect Justin to you know break the the uh, regular season rushing record for a quarterback. That's a little crazy, but um, Tua, you know, Tua should be an MVP candidate at this point. I I know a lot of it is a product of what the offense is, but he's been accurate. He's He's been pushing the ball downfield, even if that's a little inaccurate and underthrown sometimes. It doesn't matter when you have guys like Jalen Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill, uh, who both went uh, berserk again last week. Um, Raheem Mostert kind of started to lose some. And, you know, I asked you last week, do you think Mostert's going to lose carries? I was shocked at how involved Jeff Wilson was in this first week. Um, yeah. 
they they split the rushing work nine carries a piece wilson was more efficient Mostert got the touchdown wilson got the passing work so i think jeff wilson's probably the guy for the most part moving forward it personally it's, it's tough i think it'll just i think it's more of Mostert was the workhorse they got to the trade deadline they brought it a back that they trust uh so now it's a balance attack for the rest of the time that you know the passing work discussion of it there's just not a big passing work for this offense. That's why uh, they got rid of Chase Edmonds uh, because most of it was more efficient with them because they weren't really throwing to the running back where Chase could dominate. So yeah. I, I just, you know, three catches, 21 yards to touchdown. That's great. Um, I, I don't expect Jeff Wilson or Moser to get three catches really the rest of the season necessarily uh, yeah. per game. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> they'll probably get three catches. Uh, so I, you know, I just, I think it's going to be a toss up and I think a lot of it, we're not going to be happy with either. Yeah, that's fair on the other side of things. So obviously Justin Fields kind of broke the dolphins defense down with his legs. Jacoby Brissett's not going to do that. Um, where the dolphins were actually really strong last week though, was stopping the run. They really honed in on doing that. I feel like their defense is going to have a similar game plan. I think Justin Fields did a good job taking what was there. I think Jacoby Brissett's going to do the same thing. This feels more like a uh, an Amari Cooper game over a Donovan Peoples-Jones game um, <clears throat> where I think Cooper's going to consistently be open, and I feel like he's going to have yes. a pretty big week. So Xavier yeah, Howard's been good, but Cooper can cook him. It's fine. Yeah, and I, I think this will be uh, Browns taking advantage of what's given to them kind of game. Um, I do think they'll be able to run on the Dolphins. Uh, just, you know, I, I think it's impossible for teams to really shut down the Browns besides the Browns uh, in the rushing sure. game. So um, yeah. will it be 200 yards between him and uh, Chubb and Hunt? No, uh, but, you know, they're, they're going to get, you know, 150 between the two of them. It's just how it's going to happen. And hopefully some touchdowns involved there. But maybe we can see uh oh my god, just full just full blank on Harrison Bryant's or yeah, mm-hmm. Harrison Bryant. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to say the other one's name. Uh <laughs> but I, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, he was really kind of used more of a blocker in his first game as like the starter. Uh and so is Farrell Brown for what it's worth. They didn't really throw the tight end at all. So I'm hoping he can get worked in a bit this week because uh, Cole Komet just kind of torched these guys, especially in the red zone. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm taking the Dolphins to win this game and the over for sure. For sure. I'll take the Dolphins and the over and hope for the rest. Yeah. Yeah, the Dolphins are a really good team, by the way. Like a, a really good, despite their defense being really bad. Um, yeah, if you guys are watching on YouTube, shout out Frankie um, for... Yes, would always start Justin Fields, literally, for the rest yeah, of the he, season. Yeah, he texted me asking questions, and I gave him answers, and then he didn't ask me about starting Devontae Adams, which he did not do. Uh, Frankie. That's good. I love you, buddy. Um, That's, yeah. Start your studs, guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. care if he's underperformed. You don't have someone else to start over Devontae Adams. It's better. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, next game, Broncos against the Titans. Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Over-under is only 40. Uh, Broncos are coming off a bye. Um, they added Chase Edmonds, and so I think that that's going to factor into their rushing-ish attack. It's a weird fit, though, because Russell Wilson it's, 
doesn't really hit checkdowns. It's like we, they need design plays for Chase Edmonds. Um, yeah. Where I think they'll so, have them. So to just cover that right away, the I, the the room that we need more information about this week is just the the Broncos running backs. Obviously, Melvin Gordon has been the starter. Latavius Murray has looked a little bit more efficient. Uh, Chase Edmonds hasn't looked truly efficient on the ground necessarily this year, but he's looked really efficient through the air, really good in the red zone. So with three backs that they're clearly are going to like, I'm really curious to see what they're going to be doing out of the bye week for that. So I'm probably playing none unless I have to, like in the Sky yeah. Fish Bowl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to play Chase in a couple different spots this week. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But besides that, I, you know, uh, just – to further breaking down the the Broncos because obviously they are up by my start of the week Jerry Judy um he's kind of emerging as the top guy uh as he rightfully should be uh because he can do a bit of both and I you know obviously I I do think Cortland Sutton is the top end receiver as well but Judy is who should be moving this ball for this offense uh he's been their most effective downfield receiver as well uh he's got I hold on I'll this, it's 13 targets of 20 plus air yards, and he's caught three for 136 yards and a touchdown. And a lot of those have been misses by Russell Wilson. Yeah. So if they can get that fixed, uh, it's going to be really good. And, you know, he's got like a 96% QBR when targeted this year, and he's had some drops. So, yeah. like, plain and yeah. simple, he's the top option for this team. And if they're going to win this game, it's going to be because Jerry Judy is oh, at least a wide receiver too yeah yeah no i'm i'm in on it i i think you're right i think sutton has gone missing now for the last few weeks um yeah and yeah i think that the offense has kind of realized they need to utilize judy a little bit more so um on the other side of things so the, the titans they played really well against the chiefs their defense played well they controlled the clock and they still lost this was with Malik Willis. Uh, Malik Willis was 5 of 16 for 80 yards. He's a quarterback. Um, 5 of 16 for 80 yards. And then 8 for 40 on the ground. So 120 total yards. Um, in, in his in his defense, who the, who's he throwing to? Um, Robert Woods has not looked great. Uh, their two promising rookies are out. You know. Right. Uh, which is a good segue into Traylon Burks has been activated off the IR or designated to return. Yeah, the, the um, three-week but, window. But I saw the report today that he is expected to start this week or play mm-hmm. this week at the very least. Uh, and so my lock set is a little cheap because I, I think most people would know not to start him. I would not play him in this game. Uh, mainly because Patrick Sertan is going to be on him. And um, and even if they move him into the slot, it doesn't matter because this passing offense does not look good. Now, Ryan Tannehill might be back. I'm not entirely certain on his status. It doesn't matter. I Traylon Burks didn't look great before his injury. And first week back in the same week that he was activated, I would not play him in fantasy football this week, no matter what. I Like, go find some other option off of waivers if you have to because I, I just yeah. I'm out I'm out on yeah that. no chance I I'm there's a whole slew I, I I'm playing Terrence Marshall over Traylon Burks like mm-hmm. there's a whole slew of receivers on waivers that I would play over Traylon uh now stashing Traylon and hoping for the best 
in the next couple of weeks is a different story. But correct, that's correct. not what this is saying. <laughs> correct, and and really, we're getting to the stretch time where Traylon needs to show some things. Um, I think yeah. there's an outside chance that they go get another receiver, and then their receiving core is Traylon, a rookie next year, or a free agent of some sort, and Kyle Phillips when he's back too. Uh, I think that's a better receiving core than what they've got because, like you said, Robert Woods has been pretty bad this year. Um, it's just, it's just not, it's not a good fit. I don't think. No. Uh, but you know, ironically, it, uh, you know, Alan Robinson replacing him wasn't a good fit either. Uh, I think he'd be having. Trade I think him. both would be having a better year in the other situation, possibly. Uh, but yeah. swap them. And obviously, um, like we we know, play Derrick Henry. He's gonna yeah. have a hundred yards. I don't. I don't know what that'll mean besides that, but I'm I'm gonna go 80 yards. He's gonna have 80 yards. I'll take I'm... the over, sir. <laughs> okay, that's fair. The Broncos' defense is it's pretty it darn good. Does. They're a little beat up, but um, <laughs> they also don't have Bradley Chubb anymore. So I don't, I don't know what the Broncos' defense looks like. Um, uh, I'm taking the Titans in this game, and I'm taking the under actually. Same. 17 it's to 10. Exactly the same. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, next one, Jaguars against the Chiefs. Pretty exciting game here. Uh, Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. Over-under is 50. Uh, Evan Engram, back injury. Not sure of his status, although it, it sounds like seems, Dan Arnold is going to get the start this week. It um, seems like Evan Engram is expected to play. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I did not see that update. Well, if so, um, if Engram sits, I think Dan Arnold is a pretty decent shot to get four catches and hopefully in the end zone. Um, so. Yep a decent waiver pickup if you if your waivers already ran which they did um at, he's probably still sitting out there um jaguars came back last week beat the raiders trevor lawrence 25 of 31 235 yards and a touchdown he looked really good um it, someone said I, I don't remember who it was who i was talking with and they said trevor lawrence plays really good when no one's watching and no one was watching this game uh last week unfortunately except randy probably because he was just sad unfortunately <laughs> yeah yeah um but that's that's true trevor lawrence does that and he played well uh travis Etienne, 25 carries 109 yards and two touchdowns i almost called him trevor his brother's name I've been watching too much college football um because <laughs> trevor's up and coming we'll talk about trevor in a couple of years on the show um christian kirk looked good eight catches 76 yards and a touchdown that's that's where Christian Kirk is going to have to live is high volume catching performances. And when the offense is going well for the Jacksonville Jaguars, that is exactly what they do. So I think that they need to make a concerted effort to make sure that's the case this week against the chiefs, because they're going to have to throw the ball about 500 times, I think to keep up with the chiefs who, while they struggled at times last week, um, we're still the chiefs. Uh, they were, you know, Travis Kelsey still had a good game, uh, 17 targets for him. So, I, I expect that to continue. They've just been force feeding him. Juju Smith Schuster looked really good. 88 yards on 10 catches. McCall Hardman looked good. This was, you know, when we talked about the Darius Tony trade, he had two catches. Uh, good for him. Proud of him for getting on the field. Um, the, he's not going to, I mean, he might get on the field a little bit more as things progress, but I think they really like what they've got in McCall Hardman and Juju Smith Schuster this year. So, I don't see a, a really good path to relevance for Kadarius Tony. Yeah, for this year. Right. Yeah, for sure. Future TPD. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Mahomes threw 68 times last week. That's probably not going to happen again <clears throat> in overtime. Uh, but still, though, no. <laughs> that's almost that's almost 70. That's a lot they, of times. 
I believe I want to say Pacheco and Clyde both had five carries for like five yards each. Like they did not run the ball. The run game speaks is to broken. The, the, the Titans run defense as well, but still. True. Yeah, but the Chiefs have struggled to run the football this year. I think that's going to continue. I think they will be pass heavier than they have been. So yeah, uh, I'm taking the. Ooh, I'm going to take the Jaguars to cover that spread. Um, and I'll, I'll take. I'll take I'll take the over. I guess. That's a tough um, one. I'm taking the over and the Chiefs to cover. Like, <laughs> I'm taking okay. points. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, next one, one of the more exciting games, honestly, yes. uh, especially from an offensive standpoint. The Detroit Lions are heading to Soldier Field to take on the Bears. The Bears are three-point favorites in this game. The over-under is 48.5. We're getting there. The Vegas has given them the respect. Um, so the Lions st- stole a game from Aaron Rodgers, literally um, – Aaron Rodgers gave him the game. I saw your TikTok you sent me uh, mm-hmm. right before we started. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing some of his worst football ever. Um, arguably his worst football ever. He He's missing wide open targets and or refusing to throw to him because he doesn't trust him. Uh, That's I it. mean, just speaking of like Alan Lazard, uh, well, I mean, I know they're later in the slate, but Lazard, four catches on 10 targets, you know, like, He's force feeding. He's not doing a good job reading. There's multiple times that Bob Tunney was wide open, but because he threw a pick thrown to Bob Tunney early, he just didn't throw to him again. It's just he's playing really bad. bad. He's played yeah. really, really, really bad. And yep. they're banked up now. It's just, ugh. Yeah, which is, you know, this is an NFC North matchup, so that was a relevant discussion. But bringing it back to the Lions, the Lions took advantage of that last week, uh, picked him off a few times, three three times, right, was the final tally. Yes. Um, I feel like he had another dropped one or something like that where yeah. it could have been four. Um, DeAndre Swift just did not play a whole lot in that game. Um, we we seemed, knew what was happening. <laughs> right. It seems like he might be closer to full go this week, but I don't know what their full go is for him at this point because Jamal Williams has been really good running the football. Um, I think he's going to continue to take those first and second down carries, 24 carries, 81 yards. Um, no one really from the Lions had a fantasy-relevant performance, though. This was mostly a, a win with Aiden Hutchinson and the secondary um, well, and yeah. Aiden Hutchinson getting an interception because uh, they're throwing to the left tackles. That's what the Packers red zone offense is. And he um, underthrew it terribly. It was so bad. Um, we don't. We'll talk about them. Uh, let's talk about Justin Fields. That's why we're talking about this game. Justin Fields is the QB one over the last four weeks. I think that is relevant information as we talk about this performance. Um, he seventeen to twenty eight. It feels good from a show standpoint. Uh, we, there was yep. a lot of stake in this show by Justin Fields. Uh, for yeah, the last two years. <laughs> yep, Three. for sure. And yeah, it's and a lot of people that ha- also had stake sold. They they sold yeah. on Justin Fields and said, "I don't, I don't think he has it." And we never did on this show. You know, we we'll never sell. Never. He. I think he's going to be a freaking superstar. I've always said that, and I still believe it. Especially after last week, where he ran for 178 yards on 15 carries. Only six of them designed. A lot of them were scrambling and him just making plays. Um, he had a touchdown on the ground, and he threw for three touchdowns, 17 of 28, 123 yards, three touchdowns. It wasn't his best passing performance. Uh, he took the safe throws. He took the structured throws, which is 
growth and that stuff you need to see from Justin Fields and not just the improv stuff. Um, QB one over the last four weeks. I see no reason why he doesn't continue to post uh, top 12 weeks the rest of the year. And especially in this game where Justin Fields is performing way better than Aaron Rodgers. That's why I kept bringing it back to Aaron Rodgers. Justin Fields is a, a better quarterback than him right now. And so I think the passing uh, work is going to be there for Justin Fields this week. I struggle not to make him my start every week. Just, just because, but yeah, I know it's cheap. And, now. and I think it'd be, it wouldn't be shocking for him to have over 100 yards rushing again. Uh, the Lions' defense is pretty bad everywhere, but against the run, they are extremely vulnerable. Uh, we saw the passing the passing defense attack be a little bit better last week. Um, and with the limited – I feel bad for Fields. There's so many, like, 17 to 28, at least four or five of those should have been caught if it was better receivers. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. again, that's why, like – He's going to throw this same stat line. He might throw for 200 yards instead and no touchdowns. It's just – it's what we're going to be used to, but I do think he can get it down to the ground again this week. And I do think that both uh, – I'm basically, I'm playing everyone. Um, yes. The only ones I'm still questioning would be like Mooney, Claypool, Komet. Uh, But I'm still I'm probably working them in if I can. Yeah, I'd play Mooney over a lot of people this week. Um, I know he'll probably draw a, a little bit of a CUDA, but the Bears have been creative in getting their guys open. I do want to say Fields um, really, so there was a drop. on. So the final drive, uh, there was a pass interference that didn't get called that the league actually confirmed today was pass interference on Chase Claypool. But if he comes down with that, that's a 30-yard completion or 25-yard completion. Um, and then there was a drop on the final play of the game for the Bears from uh, Equinamia St. Brown that would have been a 20-yard reception as well. So Fields Fields was on target. He he looked really good, honestly, uh, yes. even throwing the ball. So um, I, I'm not riding the commit train yet, though. I'm I'm pausing there. Yeah, but I, I it's it, it's hard not to pause on all the receiving targets. It's just. For sure. You want to see growth. I think Mooney's been a bit more sustainable the last couple of weeks, but and this is such a plus matchup that you want to do it. But like I said, it's, you know, I'm going to try and squeeze him in, uh, but I pretty much only have Mooney on redraft. And as you see from my redraft record, I have decent teams. So uh, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be able to play, unfortunately. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to take the Bears to win this game. They should have won last week, and I'm going to take I'm going to take the over. The Bears are averaging like 31 points a game in the last three weeks. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Bears in the over as well. I'm just going to I'm going to ride. Yeah, Bear I like the Lions, week. but it's just I, I if it come down if it comes down to a golf's not going to get it done, and and we know that, and that's perfectly fine. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's if gonna we have 15 touches from Swift this week, I'll be happy. I won't play him, but I'll be happy because that means next week we might get 20. Yeah, for sure. All right, next game that we're not really going to talk about. The Saints are two and a half point favorites against the Steelers. The over-under in this game is 41 and a half. Um, Steelers are coming off their bye. Um, Kenny Pickett sucks. Uh, I saw saw a stat. Uh, His, uh, I think, adjusted net yards per attempt is worse than Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, Josh Rosen, one and duns. Uh, it's it's worse than the one and duns of the NFL over the last few years. So um, it's very reasonable that we could see that be the case this year. I think the Steelers are kind of on a, a path to a top three pick. And if one of the quarterbacks is sitting there, I would not be shocked 
Just um, don't do it, man. I I'll believe it when I see it, and it's not like I won't mock it once or twice. But I know, <clears throat> I know. So, and it's the same, and you know, it's the same thing with the Raiders as well. You know, so if right now we're not sure what they're going to do with that position, but either way, you know, yeah. uh, I'll just speak of the Steelers. Uh-huh. My sit, Najee Harris. Uh, just because it's out of the bye, maybe you're feeling frisky. You know, you got Mixon and uh, uh, Ramondre and, you know, Michael Carter, I guess, on the bench. Uh, I, I just don't play him. Uh, he's not good. This rushing attack's not good. Uh, and and I, I guess I won't say it. Like, Najee's a good back, but he's been playing really bad. Um, this offense is going to be throwing the ball. The Saints' rush defense has been – it started off not as great this year, but it has been stingy as all hell the last few weeks. They're going to be shutting down this attack, making Kenny Pickett try and beat him. Um, he's now got, you know, three targets to go to, but Deontay Johnson's getting 10-plus targets. I think uh, George Pickens gets 10-plus targets. Uh, I'm not sure Lattimore's back, so it's kind of a free-for-all there. Najee's not going to do shit. <laughs> if he has 10 points, I'd be shocked. <clears throat> Najee's one of those players that I wish I would have taken a harder stance on because I pushed back on him being a, a really good running back. Um, said that he was kind of slow. You know, there were things in his profile that you said, oh, I don't know. And then he gets drafted to the Steelers, gets the high workload as a rookie. It looks like Trent Richardson a little bit. Um, it's just it, it doesn't look good. He doesn't look like a good running back. Maybe he's hurt. Um, I think that he, there is he a little does, bit of that. He does have a bit of a loose Frank injury going into the season, I believe. Yeah, uh, which could be it could be he's not as bursty as he should be. Uh, yeah. He just I don't think he's gathered that yet. So I think you see a bit more dancing than he's normally would do. Uh, yes. So you know, it's it's could be a thing of you know next year he's a you know third round pick and redraft or something and he you know, far exceeds expectations, but I'm not going to, you know, full send the farm on him, but he's looked atrocious. No, there's no doubt about yeah, it. For sure. Uh, my lock start this week is Chris Olave. Um, just it, it, last week, Andy Dalton sucked and it didn't matter. Chris Olave still uh, put up a, a really good performance, nine targets, six catches, 71 yards. Uh, doesn't find the end zone, still r- remains fantasy relevant. I think we're going to get a, a lot of that in this game, although I do think that the Saints will find the end zone quite a bit. And so I think Olave could come down with a touchdown. I think he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver this week. Uh, the Steelers did add uh, William Jackson um, yeah. at the trade deadline. It's not a, a He's been bad this year, uh, and I, I think he's probably yeah. going to get cooked by Olave a little bit. But he was in a – that whole situation was weird in Washington. He, he wanted out very – openly and loudly and um so we'll see if the new situation helps him but Olave has just been getting it done and i know you okay uh you're you're starting Olave. what i'm saying is like i'd start him over everyone pretty much even like like stefan diggs if uh josh allen can't go i'd be more comfortable with chris Olave this week so yeah that's my start that's all i have to say about this game too saints and under saints and under for me as well under because of the Steelers, though. I do think the Saints score points. The Steelers' defense is still good. They are. Andy yeah. Dalton sucks. So He does. He does. That, that's right. why it's getting better. <laughs> yeah. Next one, Vikings against the Bills. Bills are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Assuming that Josh Allen plays, that's um, – Yeah, this could have dropped a bit since – Yeah, this was, was early so. in the week we, we made this. The over-under is 48 in this game. 
Um, Josh Allen, UCL uh, injury, uh, the, the Tommy John uh, situation. He, it's more, they got good news um, and it's more a, a day-to-day thing. He didn't practice today. And so I'm willing to bet he doesn't play in this game. Although there, so the Bills are, I mean, the Bills are not a lock to win their division and the Vikings are a good football team. And I think dropping this game, pretty much saying like, hey, we're going to drop this game because I think if you start Case Keenum, you lose against the Vikings. Yeah. Although revenge game, maybe that'd be kind of fun. Um, <clears throat> but I, I don't know if they can afford to do that. So he might tough it out and play this week. That almost shapes the entire conversation, though. And so it, it's tough to talk about this game without knowing his status because. <sighs> So I think this injury for this week changes the game entirely anyways uh, because I don't think Josh Allen runs the ball uh, more than a couple of times with this injury. Uh, and for him, you know, just talking about it, it's more of comfortability and just grip strength because it is a nerve thing and, um, and it does really affect your grip strength. And <laughs> so running the ball is going to be tough and throwing the ball can be really tough as well. Uh, so, we'll know, I mean, obviously, I don't think we're going to know until Sunday if he's playing. Uh, so, that's unfortunate as well. Thankfully, it is a, you know, 1 o'clock start for most of you people. Um, <laughs> not for me. Good job. Uh, Good job. <laughs> sorry, I forget sometimes, man. <laughs> um, but either way, I think that, you know, increases the possibility of Singletary running and uh, just more passing attempts in general. And I think Case Keenum comes in and throws the ball as well. So, I don't think there's really any – necessarily you know fear of playing digs uh, i think there's fear of gabe davis i think you said him regardless but everyone else i think is perfectly fine uh but it does I, I think josh allen is limited if he does play i don't think he's got the you know top five upside this week yeah good thing about the vikings is you know who to start and tj hawkinson is on the list of guys you know who to start he should be in your lineup every single week um he's yeah. he's gonna get targeted a lot and they were using him. I said it was like Tyler Higby, and it looked like how the Rams used Tyler Higby last year. So I think we're going to continue to see that. I'm going to take the Vikings to cover in this game, not knowing if Josh Allen's playing. I think they could outright win. Um, I'll take the over, barely. Uh, I'll take that's the under in the Vikings. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. All right, next one, uh, Colts against the Raiders. Raiders are six-point favorites. Um, over under is 43. The Ravers choked last week. Um, a lot of people, I did the first thing I want, a lot of people are blaming Derek Carr. Stop. He like he had four 4,000 yard or more seasons, and last year he had 4,800 yards. He's a good quarterback, he's a good quarterback in a really crappy system with a really, really crappy head coach. I'm sorry, Randy. Um, so stop blaming Derek, Derek Carr. He's he's there's a reason he was talked about in trade discussions the same way Jimmy G was, the same way Deshaun Watson was at that time because they didn't know what was going to happen. And really, he should have wanted out. Um, I don't think he knew that at the time, though. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to talk about offseason stuff with them yet for obvious painful reasons. Um, yeah. I think they win this game personally. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. think you start. I think you can start Carr. I think you start Jacobs um, with a little bit. We'll see how it goes. The Colts run defense has been hit or miss this year a little bit. Um, Adams, you have to play. 
think on the other side, I think you have to play JT if he's in. Uh, not just because of where he drafted him. I think he should have a good game. Uh, I think Pittman should have a good game if he throws the ball to him. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah. He threw it in the first week and not the last week. I have absolutely no clue what to expect from this Colts offense. This could be Paris Campbell goes for like 4,500 yards in this game. Like This Raiders defense has pass rushers. That's it. I didn't freeze. That's it. That's it. I thought you did. That's crazy. Like I was looking. I was like, wait. <laughs> I know. That's it. <laughs> I paused for, for dramatic effect. It was good. Uh, <laughs> That'll be good on the podcast for him. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he could play everyone because I think both these teams kind of suck. Um, so I think it should amount to at least a good fantasy day. And I'll take the Raiders, not the points. And I'll take the I'll take the over. Fuck it. Yeah, I'll take the Raiders and the over. I think it's a little bit of a statement game for the Raiders uh, offense. It needs um, to be. It needs to be. They needed to have the statement game six weeks ago. All right, next game, uh, Cardinals against the Rams. The Rams are three-point favorites somehow in this game. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. I say somehow. Arizona's not good either, uh, but the Rams have been pretty atrocious, and Matthew Stafford uh, is in the concussion protocol, and I saw that they – it, it doesn't seem good. Uh, it seems like he's going to be out this week. Like they've almost already ruled him out. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, Cardinals and the under then. Yeah, that's really all I have to say about this game. Yeah. Um, Stafford was also bad last week. Um, Stafford he's has been, been bad all year. Yeah. yeah. All the old quarterbacks are bad, turns out. Well, and at least for him, he does have an elbow issue going into the year. I think he should have sat for at least part of the year. Um, I don't know. It, depending on what the injury is, I don't know if that would have helped anyways, but it clearly couldn't have hurt. And it's just, I don't know why I censor myself sometimes, not on others, but here we are. Um, but I, so if, if Stafford's out, I think you have to play Cub, but he should be all right. I don't think you play anyone else on their side. Uh, no. If you if you need a tight end spot star, Ertz will catch it five times and fall down. That'll be good enough. Uh, Rondell and Hopkins, full send. Let's go. Hopkins versus Ramsey. We we it's love this matchup. A, it's always a battle, but I think he can at least put up four for thirty six and possibly a touchdown, which is what yeah. he did last week. So for sure. Uh, really, really quick note on that. There are times I forget that these guys have literally played against each other their entire careers because yeah. of the Texans Jaguars too. I I forget that they've played each other two times every year, other than injury years, which is it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, you're right though. Cardinals and under is what I'm taking. Um, next one, Cowboys five point favorites against the Packers over under is 42 and a half Romeo Dobbs, uh, possible high ankle sprain four to six weeks. Aaron Jones was in a walking boot after the game. Uh, doesn't look good for him either. Christian Watson, um, was hit hard. He got taken out of the game because he played the week after he had a concussion. I don't know what his status is this week, but I didn't see him in the concussion it's- protocol. It seems like he's good. So it when he was taken out, it was basically said it was for a concussion, but it wasn't. It seemed like he just had the wind knocked out of him, but he did get rocked really hard. So I think it was just precautionary, and they yeah. were sucking, and he was sucking. Uh, yeah. And also, he actually wasn't playing bad. He just wasn't getting the ball thrown to him, so they just sat him. Um, yeah. I do think he plays this week. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of injuries in this one. Uh, Cowboys are coming off the bye. I don't understand the line here. Uh, I will take the Cowboys, and I'll take the over because I think the Cowboys are able to kind of run it up against the Packers a little bit. 
I'll take the Cowboys in the under simply because of like 31 to 10. That's what I was kind of predicting, which is technically under. Do you think the Packers hit six wins this year? They would need three more. Yes. I think so. It's going to be close though, man. And it's, <laughs> I think they're a seven win team. I was looking at their schedule earlier. I think they're a seven win team. I think they probably beat the Bears in Chicago. Although I think you can very much so make an argument that the Bears are a better football team right now. Um, they just went toe to toe with a playoff team in the Dolphins, and the Packers lost to the Lions. So that's just the status of those two teams. So uh, I play Alan Lazard though in this game, I guess too. Yeah. I know he gets Trayvon Diggs, but it, it won't matter because, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is force feeding. And so. if Aaron Jones is out, play AJ Dillon. I know the Cowboys' defense is really good. Um, I'm still saying play him just because he's going to get a, a, so much work. Um, yeah. Other sure. side, uh, if Zeke's playing, I think you play him as you know a back end two, uh, top end three. Uh, Pollard possible flex. They're going to give Zeke if he's in. He's playing the the same role as he always does. You're obviously playing uh, C.D. Lamb. Other than that, eh. like Schultz hasn't shown much. Uh, he's been banged up, obviously. He hasn't shown much. I haven't really seen anything that I care about from wide receiver twos, uh, hence why they were heavy in the trade market. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in on all of that. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Los Angeles Chargers against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are seven-point favorites in this one, and the over-under is 46 and a half. Um, 49ers are coming off their bye week, so that's important to note. Uh, I feel like Shanahan's going to be in his bag a little bit, um, which is always fun. Uh, last week, um, Justin Herbert, 30 of 43, 245, a, a touchdown and a pick. Didn't look great throughout the game, um, but they ended up pulling out the win on a game-winning field goal. Shout-out Dicker the kicker. Uh, Josh Palmer, eight catches, 106 yards. Saw someone on Twitter saying, stop forcing Josh Palmer into your lineup. And I just refrained from applying because um, I was just going to say, no, I'm, I'm going to play Josh Palmer this week. And I did. And it, it worked. Um, he, he had a good. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, I, he was obviously going to have a playable performance, even if it was, you yeah. know, 10 points. I think he was pretty much locked in to nine or 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I don't have a whole lot on, on this game either. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be super involved uh, in this game. I think that that's where the bag is going to be. Shy. We're going to see Debo and McCaffrey and probably Ayuk in the backfield on the snappers or Kittle in the backfield yeah. with them. Like it's going to get ridiculous. Yeah. I, I'm not sure anyone has a you know a breakout day from the 49ers offense. I, there's a good chance it's spread around, but I think you pretty much have to play uh, all four of them. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know. Uh, Charger side, you're you're playing Palmer, you're playing Eckler, you're playing Herbert. Obviously, uh, I think you're playing Gerald Everett as well. Um, and then there's chances of Allen being back. If he's back, I think you have to play him, but it'd be scary. Uh, he didn't practice today, by the way. So he never I don't. Practiced. Uh, it's also so, Wednesday, and a lot of people just don't practice on Wednesday. So before we do the game predictions, Bosa versus Bosa, who has a better game? Nick. All right. I was going to go Nick, too. Uh, so I'll yeah. go Joe just for the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair. Yeah. I, yeah. I think um, I th- that's a that's a fun storyline. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Glad you pulled that one. Uh, I'm taking the 49ers to actually uh, cover the, the or seven points. Um, 
cover the spread a little bit. And then over under 46 and a half. I'm going to go over. I've hit a lot uh, of overs this week. I know. And this is one of the ones that should be over. So I'm going to say it's under. And therefore, I'll take the 49ers, but not the points. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Monday Night Football. The game sucks. Uh, Washington Commanders against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are 10.5-point favorites. Over-under is 44.5. We said that the Eagles-Texans sucked, too, and it was a good game for a little while. Um, I, I This is a, divis- a divisional game. I think maybe we could see a, a back and forth in the first half. Uh, we could also see the Eagles go up by 40. Um, I, I think that there's a real outcome of that. Um I just start everyone. I don't know. I just literally start everyone. Uh, Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah. I, I Dallas Goddard. All of them. AJ Brown. Devonta Smith. You're playing him? I'd, I'd play him. I, uh, I'd flex him. Yeah. Terry McLaurin. I think you have to play. He's the top target. Uh, besides Gibson. that, I think you can probably play Gibson. Yeah. The Eagles run defense is really tough, uh, as well as their pass defense against receivers. So that's why Terry is a little bit scary, pun intended. Uh, but Gibson should have a decent day, especially with McKissick uh, having some real issues. So he's definitely not in the game. So Gibson will be the pass-catching running back full in. Uh, so he should have a good day. Uh, Commanders, you know, they play tough. Heineke keeps people in games. Uh, yeah. He is That's a fine. frustratingly a- adequate quarterback. <laughs> and Such a good way to – yeah. And he's going to keep them around for a while. Um, I do think the Eagles could probably pull to this line, so I'll to take that and the over. Um, but it's gonna be close. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think the Eagles uh, and, and over, just because I do think that Heineke can move the football a little bit. Um, so yeah, yeah. I if you ask Taylor Heineke how good were you in the NFL, and he said I was adequate, I, that would be perfect. That's yeah. I don't think he would say he's, that. He's he's a very high level backup. You know, yeah. it's and there's no there's no shame in that by any means, and he's a competitor through and through. Uh, but he's frustrating, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not because I want to play him, because I don't want to see him on the field. Yeah, only I mean, because as a rookie, I want to see. I'm going to keep yeah. burying this into the ground until it never happens and I want to die. Uh, but I want to see Sam Howell. <laughs> he's going to get on the field late in the year. I'm I'm confident. I don't believe it. I don't either. But I'm trying to will it into existence. So. Um, all right, that'll do it for this episode of the cut. Uh, that was all the games this week. So uh, once again, you know, we don't do this as a waiver episode anymore, but we are open for starts and sits. So hit us up at C Williams NFL on Twitter at our hall NFL on Twitter as well for Randy. Uh, Randy, anything else to add? Are you officially uh, going to see Wakanda forever this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Um, I'm not, so we won't talk about it. We never have time to do that anymore anyway. Um, but we'll, we'll definitely have something two weeks from now. I'm going to see it next Saturday at 11.30 a.m. A weird movie time. It's not terrible. I mean, that seems normal to me now. Nikki asked me if there were any earlier times, and I said, I am oh, not hell. going and eating raisinets at 10 in the morning. Any AM time is a weird movie time to me. Well, any time to be eating raisin nuts is the wrong time as well. So it's funny. I love raisin nuts, bro. I I literally that's Why? all I get. I don't know. Just I, I eat I chocolate up. or grapes. Like you're eating the worst <laughs> version of what you're trying to eat. 
I like raisins, man. I don't know. I don't hate raisins, but they're the worst version of grapes. There's no I, there's no That's debate fair. there for me. That's fair. But it's also literally dry and chilled up grapes. <laughs> <laughs> but they're good. They're freaking good. Yeah. I love them. I, I think it's the chocolate part I like the most. But all right. That's enough for this episode. <laughs> Good luck in your week 10 matchups. Uh, we'll be back again next Wednesday uh, doing the same thing. Uh, maybe Randy will give us a little spoiler-free review of Volcano Forever. We'll see. We'll see. I, I We'll wait. We'll wait till you uh, have it because then, you know, it's past the general amount to where we can say the spoiler warning and people are, could have seen it or can turn it off at that point. So yeah, that's true. We'll carve out time. We'll we'll be even quicker that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. All right, that'll do it for Randy Hall. I'm Christian Williams. We'll talk to you guys next Wednesday. Later.